guys, I want to tell you about this family here, okay? That is Braden and Christian. That's Millie. And this baby is how old? Two and a half weeks old. Well, that's a tiny baby, isn't it? That baby's name is Theodore. Do you know what Theodore means? It means God's gift. God's gift. Did you know that? Did you know that children and babies are a gift from God? Did you know that? Did you know you're a gift from God? Next time your mom yells at you, say, hey, I'm a gift from God. Don't forget it, all right? <laughs> you remind them. But he is a gift to his mommy and daddy, right? He's a gift to them. And he's a gift to Millie because Millie has a baby brother now. So he is probably going to be, I think, their favorite Christmas gift, don't you think? I mean, they'll get gifts this year, but I bet this is the gift they're going to remember the most. Because Theodore, meaning God's gift, is a gift to his family. Now, let's think about Theodore. He's kind of small right now, right? But one day he's going to grow up. You think he's going to grow up? Is he going to grow up big? I wonder what he's going to do. What do you think he's going to be when he grows up? Any guesses? What do you think? Any ideas? What? A police officer. Ooh, maybe he'll be Theodore the police officer. That's a good name. What about he, his dad plays drums? Do you think he might be a musician? you think he might want to play drums or guitar or trumpet or flugelhorn, something like that, right? Wow, what else? Any other guesses as to what he could be when he grows up? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? You want to be a vegetarian when you grow up. I think you can do it. That would be awesome. And if you want to be a vegetarian that helps animals, you could be a vegetarian veterinarian. So I'm thinking that's maybe where you're headed with that. Well, here's the thing. When we grow up, we don't know what Theodore is going to be. He could be a police officer. He could be a musician. He could be a teacher. He could be a doctor. And if he does grow up to be those things, then guess what? He's going to be a gift to more than just his family. He's going to be a gift to a bunch of people, right? Because he'll either protect people or help people. Maybe if he's a teacher, he'll teach your children one day. Maybe if he's a doctor, when you get old and sick, he'll take care of you. So you see, whatever he grows up to become, Theodore, who begins as God's gift to his parents and Millie, could end up becoming a gift to a whole bunch of people, right? Right? It's just like this story in the Bible I want to tell you about. Tristan, can you bring up my slide? My iPad doesn't want to work, so just bring up the first picture. And I want to tell you about this because Jesus was a baby, right? So Christmas, we remember that Jesus was a baby. And I'm going to show you, a and, and his parents, his parents brought him to church too. Did you know that? His parents took baby Jesus to church. His parents, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, that's the picture there. I'm hoping they can get it up there. Can you bring up my, my uh, presentation up there? No? Nope, that's not it. It's on the keynote. It's on the keynote. It's on the desktop. If you get out of ProPresenter, on my desktop, there's a slideshow. And if you just bring it up, I promise you I'll put an extra gift in your stocking. <laughs> and it'll be a fun gift, I tell you. It'll be something tasty and dangerous and all that good stuff. So, no, it's not there. Oh, rats. I had this cool picture. There it is. Look. Woo. We got it. So there's baby Jesus and his parents brought him to church. And they brought him to church to dedicate him. But that's not his parents. Right? Because that would be kind of some old looking parents to have baby Jesus. Right? Well, I'm going to tell you about those two people. The guy on the left is Simeon. And Simeon was this old man that was really close to God and he prayed every day and he was very religious and he was very kind. And the Holy Spirit told him that he was going to see the Messiah, God's gift to the world, before he died. So when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple, when they brought the baby, 
the Holy Spirit told Simeon, this is the one. So Simeon went up and he's like, oh, this is it. This is the baby. Can I hold the baby? Oh, my goodness. Look at this tiny little guy. Come here. If I remember how to do this. Uh, look at that. And he said, wow, look at this guy. And when it was Jesus, he said, this is going to be the one who is the light of salvation for the Gentiles and hope of glory for the people of Israel. And he prayed over him, and he blessed him, and he blessed the parents as well. And then there was Anna. Anna was also a prophet, and she was an old lady that prayed to God every day. She was close to God. And guess what? She lived at the church. Can you imagine that? She had like her own separate room with her own bed and everything and her little pillow and little lamp. And she lived there and she worshiped God day and night. That's how in love she was with God. And God said, I want you to go because this baby is God's gift to the world. And she came also and she praised God and she prophesied over this baby. So what I want to do is I want to talk to everyone at Christmas time about how Jesus was a gift first to his parents. But then he was a gift for the whole world, okay? So thank you guys for visiting with Theodore and for listening to the first part of the message. Now you can go back and I'm going to talk to your parents and everybody else about this gift. All right? Thank you guys. And thank you. So I think that the most interesting thing to me, what catches my attention, that Simeon said about Jesus was this. That he was the light of salvation for the Gentiles, right, for the Gentiles and the hope for Israel. Now, what does that word Gentiles mean? Well, Gentiles basically meant everybody that wasn't an Israelite, everybody that wasn't a Jew. They were called a Gentile. So the Israelites kind of had this us versus them mentality. You guys know what that is like? How we always divide ourselves, don't we? We always say it's us versus them. And we're divided as human beings all the time. And the Israelites believed that they were chosen by God to be special and that everyone else was just kind of left out. I mean, sometimes they took that a little too far because they were special. They were chosen by God. But that didn't mean that God didn't have a plan for everybody else. If you can go to the next slide. So the next slide, we're going to talk about God's plan for the whole world. You see, God indeed had a plan. God wanted to bring a gift of salvation and light and love to everyone. And this is how he began his plan. Next slide. In Genesis chapter 12, we read that God came to a man named Abram, whose name was later changed to Abraham. And he said that he would bless him. And he would make his family into a great nation. Like he would have so many children that they would be a great nation on the earth. And that's the nation of Israel, the Jewish people even to today. But he says right in the beginning, I'm going to bless you so that you will be a blessing to all peoples, right? And we know this from the beginning. What does all mean? It means all, <laughs> right? It means everyone, yes. All means everyone. That God had a plan, yes, he was choosing the Israelites for a special purpose, but he was going to use them then to be a blessing to all people. And one of the first examples of this was that God took one of Abraham's descendants, Joseph, and in Egypt he used Joseph to save the entire nation of Egypt. They had a famine and Joseph helped them out and he saved the whole nation. And so God was showing that even though you're my special people, I also want to save Egypt. I also want to be a blessing to them. But you know what happened? The Egyptians, they, they didn't choose to worship God. And after Joseph died, they forgot about what happened. And many years passed and they, they made all the Jews slaves. 
and they treated him very poorly. And that kind of always leads to more of an us versus them mentality, doesn't it? And so God sent them a rescuer named Moses. And Moses led his people out of Egypt and led them back to their homeland, to the place of their birth. But God wanted them to remember that at one time they were foreigners in the land. So when God made his covenant agreement with them in Leviticus, he said, you are to love the foreigner among you as one of your own. Because you need to remember that you were once foreigners in a strange land. So you see, God's intention was to bless the whole world. And he began to do it. But some people chose to receive his blessing and some people didn't. But God said, listen, this is the way I want you to act. If you're going to be one of my people, I want you to love the foreigner. I want you to love them as if they were one of your own. I want you to treat them the same. For when they are with you, treat them like family. We see God's intention. Go to the next slide. And we see God's heart as it's revealed throughout the history of his people. In the book of Isaiah, God is revealing his heart for everyone when he says this. There will come a day in Israel where Israel will be the third along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. So not only does God want Israel to be a blessing on the earth, now he's going to bring Egypt and Assyria in to be a blessing on the earth. And Egypt and Assyria were like the arch enemies of Israel. They were like the bad guys to them. They were the ones that were always against them. But God said, one day I'm going to bring everybody together. One day there's this promise that all of them are going to be a blessing on the earth. And the Lord Almighty will bless them saying, blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, Israel, my inheritance. Can you imagine God bringing three groups of people together, right? It would be as if God wanted to bring, you know, Hispanic people and African-American people and white people together. <laughs> it's as if God wanted to bring everyone together and say, you know what, it's not enough. Because, see, I'm too big of a God. When you understand how big God is, then you begin to understand how big his gift is. For Jesus to come and be the Savior, the one that is promised to help bring about God's plan, to help us live out what's in God's heart, right? And in the book of Isaiah, there were many promises of people who would come to help achieve God's plan, his purpose, his intention, to show us God's heart. And there were several people that did this, but he said there will come one who is greater than all, one who is the Savior, one who is the Messiah, one who is the King. And if you go to the next slide, we'll see the verse of God's gift. It would be a Savior, a Messiah, a servant, and a King. And he says of him in Isaiah 49, 6, it's too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob, that's the Jews, the Israelites, and bring back those of Israel that I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Amen and hallelujah. That's the verse that old Simeon quotes. Old Simeon looks at that baby. I mean, who knows, you know, in their minds what that baby's going to become. He looks at this tiny baby and he says, this is it. This is the one that's going to do all of that. And listen, people, he's, he's too big for you just to keep to yourself and your family. He's too big even for all of this nation of Israel. He, he's, he's only big enough for the whole world. Because if God is going to send a Savior, if God is going to send his son, if God's going to give you a gift this Christmas, his gift is so big that it's not only for you, but it's for everyone else. Go to the next slide, please. 
For the Bible says in the Gospel of John that Jesus was the true light that gives light to everyone, and he was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. I mean, how, I, I understand why they did it. Almighty God looking like little Theodore? Hard to see God in the beginning. And he came to that which was his own, his own people, but his own did not receive him. How many of you have experienced rejection by your own? Jesus knows what you went through, right? Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent or human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. See, Jesus said, listen, if you believe in me and you receive me, you are welcomed into the family of God. You have a place to belong. You have a place where God wants you to be. Go to the next slide, please. So God's gift, we remember at Christmas, is Jesus. And what that means is that there's a family for everyone. For when you believe and receive in Jesus, you are welcomed into a family, right? At this time of year, we constantly think about family, don't we? Because we're going to get together with family or we're going to try to avoid getting together with family. Anybody know what I'm talking about? One way or the other, we're thinking about family, right? We're thinking about the people we're looking forward to see. And we're thinking about the people that we're going to try to go down in the basement and watch football. So we don't have to talk to them too much, right? I mean, we're doing both things at once. We're thinking about family. We're also thinking about the pain of family, right? We're thinking about the family we've lost. The family that's not with us anymore. And it brings tears to us. And we're thinking about the family that is coming to us, that is being born, the new life that we're celebrating, not only in their family, but in the extended family. We're thinking about all kinds of family at Christmas. And I want us to remember at this Christmas time, when we think about Jesus coming as a baby, that Jesus was a gift, not just to Mary and Joseph, not just to Israel, but to the whole world. Because God's invitation to come into his family is for everyone, everywhere. You see, when our church, Hartford City Church, says that we love all, serve all, and welcome all, sometimes that gets misunderstood in a couple of ways. One of the ways it gets misunderstood is this. People say, well, does that mean everyone's going to be saved? Everyone's going to have Jesus? And the answer is no. Because it's an invitation. And if you don't respond to the invitation, you're not a part of it, right? I mean, everyone's invited, but you have to receive the invitation and come. Everyone is given an opportunity. You see, Jesus is so big of a gift that God wants everyone to experience the love of his family. Amen? And it's such a beautiful thing because no matter what our families are like, God gives us a true family. God gives us an eternal family. God gives us a place to belong and loves us if we accept that invitation, if we receive Jesus Christ. Remember John said, to, but to everyone that received him, to those that believed in his name, he said, hey, you're my kids. Come on in. The door is open. You are part of this family. But not everyone is going to choose that. Some people choose to walk away from family, don't they? Some people choose to walk away from friends. Some people choose to say no. And God respects that choice. So it doesn't mean that everyone is saved. It doesn't mean that everyone experiences this. But it does mean that anyone who does believe and receive can have this amazing gift. And if you can go to the last slide, please. Here's the thing I want to leave you with this morning. When you receive, you are received. 
And I think that's the beauty of Christmas. When you receive Jesus, you are received into his family. You know, when I was a kid, they talked about it in church like this. They said, pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. And I did. I said, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, and let me go to heaven when I die. And that's not the whole story, but that's the beginning of the story, especially for a child, is that I need to believe and receive Jesus into my life. But here's the thing. There are more verses in the Bible that talk about us being in Jesus than there are about Jesus being in us. It's a mystery. When we receive Jesus, we are received. When we open up and say, Jesus, come into my life, he opens up the doors of heaven and says, come on in. And I don't just mean when you die. I mean right now. Come into this eternal life. Come into this glory that I have for you. Come into the power that I have for you. Come into the love that I have for you right now. Because when you receive Jesus, you are received into his love and into his arms. And I pray nothing more than for each and every one of you and everyone listening to my voice that at this Christmas time you would receive the greatest gift that has ever been given to humankind. And that is the gift of God's Son, Jesus Christ. For if you receive him into your heart, he will receive you and his love will hold you forever and ever and ever. And the reason we gather like this is because it's for everyone. One of the reasons you kids are still here in the service is because this is for you. You can be any age and receive Jesus. One of the reasons we even let the older people in, you know, um, is because you can receive Jesus too. It doesn't matter. You can be 2 or 92 or anywhere in between. All you have to do is open up your heart and say yes to Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you join me in prayer at this moment? Because I just want to give an opportunity. You can close your eyes, bow your head, or whatever. It doesn't matter. just want you to take a moment and just look inside your heart. Just picture a Christmas gift. And picture God giving you that gift. And just ask yourself this question. Have you received Jesus? Do you know that you know that you know for sure that you are a part of God's family? And if you've never received that before, then I ask you in this moment to simply just say yes. To receive Jesus means to say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Let me be a part of your family. And today I'm just praying if there's anyone that wants to do that. Maybe you're realizing that you've never done that yet. Or maybe you want to do it again to make sure. But you can just pray that simple prayer. If there's anyone that needs to pray that, would you just silently pray this after me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Welcome me into your family. And I just want to ask, because Christmas is a time of celebration, if there's anyone that prayed that, if you would just raise your hand so we could celebrate with you this morning. Is there anyone that prayed that for the first time today? You guys did? Amen. And a couple in the back. Let's give thanks to God for a new life in Jesus Christ. Amen. My friend Phil has a card. If you want to, if you prayed to receive Christ and you want to um, know more about following him, would you just raise your hand and Phil will give you a card and a pen. Um, those cards are also used for us to connect. So if you're a visitor today and you would like to connect with us, also raise your hand and Phil will make sure you get a card or you can grab one at the table afterwards. Um, but I want to challenge you before we close this morning with this. Those of you that have received Christ, right? If you've received Christ, nod your head. And if you, do you know you're a part of God's family, shake your head. Well, then what I want to say to you as a representative of God's family is, then let's live like it. And I mean first in our own feelings, right? 
Sometimes I think when I'm anxious, when I'm afraid, when, I, when, when things are not going well, I forget whose I am. Sometimes we wonder who we are, what our identity is. But we know who we are when we know whose we are. Because I belong to Jesus and I belong to God. And that's some powerful stuff. Honestly. Honestly, I'm speaking to some of you. You've taken it for granted. You've grown up in church, right? Yeah, yeah, pastor, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, my parents say this. But when you belong to Jesus, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing that God's name is upon you. That you have a family, the greatest family. That your family includes people from all over the world, right? That's a powerful thing. And then God says, hey, my family is one where the doors are always open. There's always an extra seat at the table. There's always room for one more or 20 more, right? Amen. Because everyone is welcomed into God's family. All you got to do is come like a little child and come into God's family, right? What were you looking at up there? What's so, something over there? All right, amen. Is this yours, Lisa? Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Sweetie. Amen, amen. So um, if you would, just one more time, just take a moment. Let's pray together. And I'm going to ask God to just search our hearts and just speak to us for a minute. God, would you speak to us as your children, as your daughters and sons, and just speak a word to us this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your light and your love at this Christmas season. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we receive this gift and share this gift all the more during this Christmas season and in the years to come. For your glory, Lord Jesus, let your light shine incredibly bright this year and beyond. We pray all of this in the power and the love of the name of Jesus Christ to whom we belong. Amen. Amen.